Hi, good morning everybody. Welcome once again on a beautiful Sunday morning to the Digital Cathedral. Glad you're with me. Uh, hope you've come to learn today to be stretched. If you, got, if you need a cup of coffee, go ahead and grab it. Make sure you have your Bible. We're going to look at some scripture this morning. And the title of the teaching today is this. You're a creator. You're a creator. Um, the question I want to deal with this morning is very simple. Who or what created the life that you're living today? The life that you're living right now this morning as you watch me on this, uh, on this winter morning, who created the life that you live in? And can you create it into something you desire if the life you're living now is not the life you wanna live? How did, how did we get to the point where we're at right now this morning? How, how did our life evolve to where we're at today? Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and you might have it more abundantly. Why are there so many people that seem to have a life that's not abundant, that's not fulfilling, that's not what they designed, that's not what they hoped for? Well, this morning I'm probably going to shake your world. But I want you to do me a favor today. I want you to stay with me all the way to the end. Now, I understand that you, you might not be able to listen to it all at one time. If you have to pause it and come back and listen the second time or a third time to finish the whole teaching out, I want you to do that. I want you to feel free to do that. I do that sometimes with teachings. If I'm listening to an hour and a half teaching, I, I can't sit there an hour and a half and concentrate, so I'll listen to a portion, come back, and finish it up. So I, I want you to, to feel free to do that. But I want you to listen to this whole thing. It's imperative. I think for us right now where we are in our development because in in this journey of sonship as we continue to grow as we continue to develop you're, you're going to increasingly develop the ability to see into the spirit and as you see into spirit it's going to separate for you this world of illusion or the world as it appears to our five physical senses and it's going to move you into a dimension that is unmovable, that is reality. It's the world of the spirit. So what's happening right now in our life is this. We're, we're making some transitions. We're shifting in a lot of things. And part of the shift is this, and this has a lot to do with the life that we, we're living today. He's moving us out of concentrating on what we see, hear, touch, smell, taste, and feel. And he's moving us into a dimension of spirit. Paul said it like this, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 18. I know, I know you know the verse, and I, I'm going to talk about how we have listened to a lot of this, but it hasn't really made much difference to us. <clears throat> In 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 18, last verse of chapter 4, Paul says this. He said, we don't look at the things that are seen. He said, we look at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary or they're subject to change. They're variable. They flex. They're, they're, they're not reliable. He said, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So when I, when I say that we're making a shift right now, we're moving out of concentrating and focusing on this world that we see and we're starting, as we develop in sonship, we're starting to live a life in a dimension that is spirit, a dimension that we don't see. What you don't see is spirit. What you don't see, Paul says, is stable. What you don't see is eternal and it's constant. What you see with your physical eyes is a mirage. It's an illusion. It's subject to change. It's temporary. So a lot of us, as circumstances change, our life changes. We're up on good circumstances. We're down on bad circumstances. 
And the reason we have, we have fallen for that is that we have substituted natural knowledge for truth. Now, man, I'm telling you something. I'm, this is going to get deep, so I, I want you to concentrate. And if you have to come back and listen to it a time or two, that's okay. We've substituted natural knowledge for truth, and we have thought, if I could just learn more, if I could just pick up more facts, if somehow I could just tap into the, to the right key, knowledge comes by listening. Truth comes from hearing. Now, in this teaching that I'm going to do today, I want you to give me a little bit of flexibility or give me a little bit of grace. I'm going to make some distinction between listening and hearing, all right? between listening and hearing. Knowledge comes through listening. Truth comes from hearing. Listening comes through our physical ears, right? It, you, you, what you hear, you hear, you, you listen to teaching, you listen to a television program, you listen to a movie. Hearing is much deeper. Hearing comes through the spirit, right? So you hear with your spirit, you listen with your ears. Jesus said this, Jesus says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. They don't just listen to it, they hear it. And there's a difference in, in the dimension and the focus, and we're gonna move into some of this because it really has created the world that we live in, the difference between listening and hearing. So let me just let me just keep those two separate today. And I, I know in, in the natural definition, there's not a lot of differentiation. But when we come to spiritual understanding, there's a tremendous difference between between uh, listening and hearing. Jesus or Paul said this in Romans 10:17. He said, So faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes from the word that God speaks to you. You want to build real faith? God, the faith that is the God kind of faith comes from the word that God speaks to you. Now, sometimes it comes out of the Bible, scripture, sometimes it's a direct word, but it doesn't come by listening. It comes by hearing. So listening is gathering information. Listening is trying to accumulate what we think is facts. Hearing is an encounter with truth himself. Every piece of, of truth that I have ever heard has come on some level from an encounter with Mr. Truth himself, which is Jesus. Truth is mystical. Mysticism is not a bad word. It's not a nasty word. In, in, in evangelical circles, we, I know mysticism has been put out you know, as, as something that's false. All, all mysticism simply means beyond the five physical senses. That's all mysticism really deals with, that which is beyond the five physical senses, which is hard for religion to do because religion trains you to listen, not to hear. And so a lot of us have spent all of our life in church and we haven't grown, we haven't matured as sons because all we've ever done is listen, we have not heard. Jesus, Jesus said that you can continue to learn but never come to the knowledge of the truth. Jesus said they're ever learning. They're ever learning, but they're never coming to any truth because there's a difference between hearing and listening. We listen to teaching. We think if we could just find the right teaching to listen to, if we could just find the right teacher to listen to, uh, that our life would change, but we not heard anything. Real change in the world that you've created has has come through listening and not hearing for the most part. Now, at the Digital Cathedral, I'll be real honest with you, I, I'm not really interested in dispensing information that you listen to. I know there are teachers on the internet, some under the guise of, of grace or deeper truths, 
and they just put out these startling facts that you go, oh, wow, I've never heard that before. What revelation? And you listen to it, but you, it doesn't, there's no hearing to it. There's nothing that takes place within the spirit. What I want to do at the Digital Cathedral is I want to put truth out there that you, that you hear with your spirit. I, I talk, when I come on the Digital Cathedral, I'm talking to your inner man. I'm not talking to those catchers on the side of your head that listen. I'm speaking to your spirit man. I've spent, I spent too many years putting out things for people to listen to, and they never changed. I've come to the realization that if there's going to be a real change in life, that we need to hear, and, and hearing comes by spirit. And as Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4, 18, we got to stop looking at the things that appear because they're temporary, subject to change. Uh, they might be factual, but there's a difference between facts and truth. Truth is much stronger than fact. The fact is, you may be sick this morning, but the truth is you're healed by the stripes of Jesus. Fact is your checkbook may say zero, but the truth is you have more than enough. He will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. That's the truth. So you and I are, 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 gonna, are, are, are evolving. We're coming out of this dimension of appearances, of facts, and we're beginning to hear by spirit and we're moving into a place of truth. So when you come to the Digital Cathedral on Sunday morning, if you're just, if you're just looking to, to listen to something that you've never listened to before, you're probably going to be disappointed because that's not, what I'm, that's not my target. My target is your spirit. I want you to hear. I want you to hear. And I'm going to tell you in just a minute the difference, how you can tell if you're listening or hearing, okay? But truth has a target. Truth definitely has a target. First uh, John chapter 3, verse 2 says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God? And it has not yet appeared what we shall be, but we know this, when he is revealed, that we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Truth reveals him. Facts revealed knowledge about him. But truth actually reveals him to you. Do you understand? Do you see the difference? I can talk about Jesus all day long, and I can come up with some startling uh, facts that you maybe never heard before, but that's not gonna, that's not really hearing. When you hear, when when Jesus is revealed, when He's unveiled in front of you, it's going to change you. It's going to it's it reveals Him. In Ephesians chapter four, verse 11, 12, and thirteen, it says that uh, He gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, and there's some specific purposes that He gave those five. It's not just to dole out facts that you can listen to. The reason he gave the fivefold, it says in verse 13, is so that we can come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Truth will mature you. Knowledge will fill your head with facts, but you can, you can be immature and know everything. I've dealt with people for years and years and years. I couldn't tell them anything because they have listened to it all. I couldn't tell them anything because they knew every verse in the Bible, but they didn't, they, they had listened, but they didn't know the Bible. They had never heard it with their spirit. Are, are, are you following this morning? Paul said in Galatians chapter four, verse 19, here's a, here's a target of truth. Paul said, I'm travailing in birth again until Christ is formed within you. Truth develops a Christ consciousness. And our Christ consciousness is growing right now. We're, we are more conscious of him than we've ever been in our whole life. So the truth that you hear 
it tends to it tends to progressively go deeper and deeper and deeper into your life. Do you remember when you first heard the truth of grace? I do. It, I I heard it in here, man, and it resonated. I knew it was truth. I knew it was right, and it and it and, and it affected a change in my life. But as I as I looked at it more, as I as I meditated on it more, as I heard more, it went progressively deeper into my life. And as truth goes into your life, listen, as truth goes deeper into your life, it cuts the bonds, the chains, the cords, all of the ties that you've got to the, to the natural world of visibility, to the world that you see, that you're seeing, that you're perceiving, that your five senses are feeding data to your mind that gives you facts and, and, and knowledge, all right? Truth as it settles in, cuts all that. And you start to see it in a different way than you've ever, than you've ever seen before. Truth is an evolving experience that you come to know as you progressively live out your life. And this is where, this is where truth really makes a difference. People have their heads filled with knowledge and it doesn't make any difference in the way they live. They, they're still struggling with the same struggles, still got the same problems. Um, man, I wish I could relate to you all, all the people I've pastored over the years. I've had some that have had problems, the same problems for 20 years. Something's wrong there. But yet they can, they can finish the sentence that I'm speaking because they've listened. They got knowledge. But they've never come to any truth. There's never been any change. As you live this out in the courts of life, if you have truth, it should change the way you live. In fact, Jesus said it like this. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 32, he said you would know the truth. Didn't say you just listen to it. He said you'd know the truth. You know inside. And the truth would set you free. If you're just listening, if you're just listening this morning to the Digital Cathedral and the things we talk about every week, if you're just listening, you will try to take what I teach and you'll try to change yourself. And it doesn't work. You can't change you. If you could change you, you'd have changed you a long time ago. But if you're hearing it, if, you're, if, you're, if, it, if it's grabbing you inside, then the truth that you're hearing, truth himself, will change you apart from your drastic efforts to try to make a difference in your life. Truth changes you. Jesus said you'll hear the truth and the truth, not you, the truth will set you free. So what does truth do? Truth creates this unchanging reality that empowers you as a son to be free. It finally sets your life on a, on a, on a course of stability. Knowledge, gaining uh, understanding by what you see, what you hear, those five physical senses, it keeps your life in a state of instability because the circumstances change all the time. That's, that's why you lived up and down. That's why you're depressed sometimes, because circumstances change. You're, you're not happy anymore. You're not fulfilled because there has been things that have, have created different knowledge in you that now has upset the apple cart so many times. So you can either, by listening or hearing, you can create the world that you live in. You can create it. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 13, Paul said that he has delivered us from the power of darkness. He's delivered us from the power of illusion. And he's translated us into the kingdom of truth. He's delivered us from knowledge that is created by listening. And he's, you know, of the five physical senses. 
and he's translated us into truth that comes from hearing in spirit that is eternal. And those, those create a lifestyle. They're going to create whether you listen or whether you hear determines whether you're still over here in darkness and illusion and deception and instability or whether you have allowed by hearing he's delivered you, he has translated you over into this other dimension. Now, Jesus taught, a, Jesus taught a good parable on this, and I, I, I want to I uh, look at it. Now, remember, we're talking about your life today. What's, what's created the life that you live? Have you had any uh, say in it, or has it just been the luck of the draw? Now, I, I, I'll be the first to admit to you there's some things you didn't have any control over. You had no control over what country you were born in. You had no control over your parents. You had no control uh, maybe over the way that you were raised in some ways, whether it was, you know, poor, middle class, or wealthy. You, you didn't have much control over that. But now that you're walking as a son of God, I'm here to, this morning to tell you that you, you can create your life. Now watch what Jesus said. Matthew chapter 4, verse 24. If you have your Bible, you need to follow along with this. Jesus said, Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken to, to a wise man that built his house or his life on a rock. Now, here's what happens. Rain descended, floods came, winds blew, beat on that house, and house didn't fall because it was founded on a rock. The rock comes from hearing and doing the sayings of Jesus. Then he says in verse 26, but anyone who listens to these sayings of mine, he says hears, but I'm using the difference here. Anyone that listens to these sayings of mine and doesn't do them, he hears them. He's got the knowledge. He's filled his head with the facts. He knows what the sayings of Jesus are, but doesn't do them as like a foolish man who's built his house on a rock. The rains descended, the floods came, the winds blew, beat on the house, and it fell because great was the fall. And great was the fall of the house. All right? Now, notice there's a difference between hearing and listening. When, when you listen to law, when you, when you listen to the law, when you listen to the, the do's and the don'ts, all it makes you takes you to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. When you listen to the sayings of Jesus, it'll take you to the knowledge of the tree of good and evil because you'll, you'll, you'll listen to his sayings and you'll say, okay, I, I, see, what he's, I see what he's driving at. I, I got the knowledge of that. Uh, now let me make some choices and decisions. And it doesn't work. But when you hear the sayings of Jesus, it takes you to the tree of life. And he now begins to speak to you. He begins to guide you. He begins to show you. It's your choice. It's your choice. We all face the same circumstances. All, all of us, um, you know, probably have had kid problems. Your, your children have not, you know, been perfect. <laughs> or maybe you've had job trouble, boss problems. You've had uh, problems with finances. We... We face basically the same circumstances in life, and that's what Jesus was saying. He was saying that there's two houses. One, one was built on hearing, and one was built on listening. And when the same circumstances came and beat on the house, one of, one of, the, one of the houses survived. One of the lives survived, and one of them didn't. It's your choice, because we all face pretty much the same things in life. I, I'm not one of those 
guys that are going to come to you and tell you, look, if you're a Christian, you're never going to face any difficulties, never going to face any problems, no difficult circumstances. I'm telling you that in this world, you will have tribulation. You will have things that push against you. Um, you may get a bad report from the doctor. You, you, they're just things that happen. All right? Things in this life happen. But you create your life and you create your world by hearing in spirit. You create the stability. Now, if you hear internally, you're going to create a world that is based on unchanging truth. You're going to build a house that is built on a rock. If you're just listening, you will, be, you will bounce around all of the time from one, one level of emotional stability to another because your life is based on circumstances. And that's what Jesus was driving at in his seventh chapter. He, he said, if you listen to the sayings, but you don't do them, he said, when the circumstances beat against your, your life, when they beat against your house, the rains, the winds, when the adversity comes, you're gonna, you're gonna fold up like a cheap tent. So if you, if you hear the sayings of Jesus, you hear, you do them, and you create a strong life. If you listen to them, but you don't do, then you just have created a weak life. The church is filled with listeners. We've been cultivated to listen. We file in every Sunday morning and we listen. And the pastor comes and he gives us something to listen to. He gives you five steps to victory, four steps to answered prayer. This is how you uh, have a life full of joy. He gives you things to listen to, but because he has not been trained to hear, he cannot train you to hear. We have a church full of listeners. So we have churches full of people that, are, that have been following Jesus 20 years, but they have one year maturity. They're not 20 years mature. They'll tell you, I've been a Christian for 20 years, and yet they're carnal, they're double-minded, they're vindictive, they're mean-spirited. Why? Because they haven't heard anything. They've been listening. All right, let me bring this into focus a little bit. Let me bring this into focus. Proverbs says that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. You can think negatively, think positively, but he said, as you think in your heart, your heart is what hears the truth. He didn't say, as a man thinks in his head, so is he. He said, as a man thinks in his heart. As you see your world with the eyes of your heart, the eyes of spirit, as you see your world through the eyes of the Father, your world is going to come into alignment with what you see. It naturally will. When, when you're moved by what you see naturally, when you're moved by what you hear, what your senses pick up on, your world comes into an alignment with that. So if we're going to change our world, we have to change our heart. If you don't like the way life is going, change the lens and the perspective through which you're seeing. Stop saying I'm getting older, I'm sick, I'm broke, I'm poor. Stop, say, stop looking through those lens. When you change the paradigm of your heart, you change your experience. Have you ever noticed how two people can face the same circumstance and the result is totally different? you got one person that faces a circumstance and he's destroyed by it. you got another person that faces the same circumstance and he comes out on top. Why is that? I'll tell you quite simply, because one built his life on sand and one built his life on a rock. I think that's one reason why the Father has taken us into this series we're doing right now on Unlimited. 
He's changing our lifestyle. He's changing our paradigm. He's changing our perception. He's changing us from, from listening. He's changing us to hearing. And again, if you come to the Digital Cathedral on Sunday morning and you just want to listen to some new stuff, you want me to put on some a definition of a word that you've never heard before and is kooky and crazy, and you go, oh, that's, that's amazing knowledge. You're not going to get that here. I'm speaking to your spirit. I'm speaking to your heart. I'm changing the paradigm through which you live. I want your life to be different. I want your life to be the most fulfilled, the most mature. I want you to come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. The Father's been showing us this unlimited lifestyle so that we see from the eternal and not from the temporary. If you've, if you've come to the Digital Cathedral for the last couple of years since we've done this every Sunday morning and you have not changed at all, you ain't been hearing nothing. You've been listening. When you hear, your reality changes. Do you know why? Because when you hear here, you start making different choices. You start making different decisions. You set up different priorities. When you make different choices, decisions, and priorities, I'll tell you, your life will change. It has to. The perception has changed. All right, let's come over to, to Mark chapter 11. All right, let's keep going here. Mark chapter 11. Let's, let's look a little bit here. Matthew, Mark, next, next book. Mark chapter 11 and verse 23. Now stay with me today. If you have to cut off at some point, make sure you come back. I want you to, to get all of this because we really don't kick this in till a little bit into the message. I'm still, I'm still kind of laying some groundwork for you, all right? I want, I want you to see the need to, to begin to uh, live out of the unseen and not the seen. Mark chapter 11, verse 23. Familiar verses to most of us if you've been around the church any length of time. Jesus, most assuredly I say to you, whosoever says to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, sees from his heart, lives from his heart, has a paradigm that moves out of his heart, and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things that he says will come to pass, he will say, have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, verse 24, whatsoever things you will pray when you believe, pray that you believe, that you receive them, and you will have them, All right? Let me hit that 24th, 24th verse again fluently. Therefore, I say to you, or the conclusion is, what things whoever, when you pray, believe that you receive them when you pray, and you'll have them. Now, what is he saying in verse 23 and verse 24? He's saying, if you can see it in your heart, then speak it out your mouth. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, whoever says to that difficulty, I see you with the eyes of my heart being removed. I, Mr. Obstacle Problem, Poverty, said, I don't see you there anymore. I see you, I see you as being removed. And I begin to speak that out of my mouth. And in verse 24, he says, if you can receive it in the natural, then you can create it. Believe that you receive when you pray. Believe that it is so. You're seeing out of here. You say, well, the mountain's still standing there, bro. I understand the mountain's still standing there. It's because you're looking at it natural. You have to begin to create a force out of spirit that, that, will, that will change your paradigm, change your focus. I'm telling you this morning, you have a divine enablement to create the life that you live in. I'm living today, I'll be honest with you, I'm living today the decisions that I made yesterday, last week, last month, last year, five years ago, and so are you. What you open up to hear, 
will change the paradigm of your life. Now, it might not look different today. It takes the natural time to submit to the spiritual. Hearing truth will, will, will transform you in a split second. When I heard the truth of grace, I'll tell you what, it, it changed me in a split second. It translated me, it changed me in a second because I heard it. But the outward change didn't happen immediately. I still fought, I still fought a mixture message. I still fought law. I still fought performance. I still fought trying to, trying to uh, be the super pastor. I still, I still fought with all of that. But I knew in my heart when I got free from grace, it happened. It, it transcended, it translated me. Uh, it raised my consciousness. It changed my perception in a, in a second when I heard it. It translates you out of the illusion of lies and darkness and fear and performance, and it delivers you into a life of light, of truth, into being a partaker of the divine nature. You know, when I first discovered that I was a partaker of the divine nature, it changed my perception like that. Now, I still felt I was born in sin. I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. That, that was still bugging my mind, but I knew in my heart that it would change. Nowadays, you, couldn't, you could never get me to confess that I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. In fact, I was never an old sinner saved by grace. I, 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 at the cross, every, every sin that mankind had, had ever committed was eradicated, erased from memory. It was as if it never happened. So you can't get me back into that anymore. But I, I came through the process, but it started with seeing by spirit, not looking at what appeared. Are, are you with me? What you listen to paints an illusion of lack, limitation. It paints an illusion of death until you finally buckle under the pressure of that. That's what the circumstance is trying to do. That's what, what you're seeing wants to happen. It wants you to give up. It wants you to say, what's the use? It wants you to say, I tried so hard. Well, that's your problem. You've been trying rather than hearing and let the hearing transforming you. What you listen to paints that illusion and the illusion man can get strong. I'm not gonna tell you circumstances don't yell and squall and bawl and holler for your attention. They do. They want you to buckle under. You're so accustomed to living by what you see. You're so accustomed to living by what people tell you. you you're, you're, you're so identified with the image that other people have placed on you or you've placed on yourself based on how you see you. That when you start to see you through the eyes of the Father, it's hard to, it's hard to accept because it doesn't look right. It doesn't look right. But if you will continue with it, the circumstance will bend to the spirit. The spirit is more powerful than the natural. Hebrews says, everything that you see was made out of what you don't see. The world that you don't see is reality. The world that you see is submissive to the world you don't see if you'll start to move into the world you don't see. And it's so hard to get believers to do that because they're so accustomed to being acclimated to religious knowledge. They've been told what to believe. They've not heard it. They've been told. They've listened to it. The power of your Christ mind, which is developed by hearing, will empower you to not respond to that illusion. Now, let me run that by you again. <clears throat> Some of you didn't catch it. The power of the mind of Christ that you have, and if you, you know, you hang around, you know that we go on the mind of Christ a lot. We teach on, you have the mind of Christ. You're not trying to get it. You got it. 
Now it's awakening to it, it's understanding it, it's submitting to it, it's working from it. And what we're talking about this morning aids you in, in coming out of that mind of Christ. The power of the mind of Christ, which is developed by hearing the word of God. It, yeah, this, this has developed the mind of Christ in me a lot. But I'll tell you what has really developed the mind of Christ in me is the Father speaking it to me. And I'm hearing it from within. That mind of Christ that we have will empower you to not respond to the illusions, to the circumstances, to the what ifs and the how abouts and the buts. Yeah, I'm, I'm a son of God, but look all that's, uh, that's happened to me. Okay, all those buts, those buts have got your attention. We're still looking at it. We're not following the very first scripture we read this morning where Paul said, don't look at the things that are seen. He said, they're temporary. They're, they're subject to change. He said, you need to look at the things that are not seen. How do you look at things not seen? You don't look at them with these eyes, you look at them with these eyes. It's like Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. You don't hear an audible voice, you hear and hear. By perception, by intuition, by conscience. There's so many different ways he leads us, but it's never, it's, I've never heard the audible voice of God, but I'll tell you what, God speaks to me all the time. I've developed a, a, a sensitivity to that voice because I've now learned to hear from within more than I hear from without. So when te someone tells me something without that doesn't jibe with what I've already heard within, I don't receive it. I don't give it any place. I don't care how strong it looks. I don't care how powerful it feels. I'm not about to receive it. Whichever you agree with, these ears or these ears, whichever one you re respond to, these ears or these ears, you empower. We empower circumstances. See, we've, we've got this big devil that we've empowered. Devil has no power. You know that. He was defeated at the cross. Whatever you think the devil is. I personally think it's your own mind. It's your own, own adversarial view of things. And this is, we're, we're depower, we are depowering the devil this morning, which is here. Because we're, we're, we're not focusing on here. We're focusing on here. Again, you come to the digital cathedral, I'm not going to fill you up with information. I'm not going to fill you up with knowledge. I'm not going to dazzle you with my footwork or baffle you with my baloney. <laughs> and if you watch many teachers, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to name names. I want, to, I want your spirit man strengthened. I want your house built on a rock. I want you stable. I want you to live the life you've always wanted. And I'm telling you this morning, you can do that. Now, let's, let's look at another passage. We're talking about what we empower this morning. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 27. 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 27 says this. It says, and give no place to the devil. Now get whatever you think the devil is. I'm not. If you think he's a little guy running around in a red suit with a pitchfork and long ears and a tail, that's up to you. Whatever you think he is, I, I'm. I'm. This is what battles me. My my head is what battles me. When I stop fighting the devil of this perceived outside force, when I stop doing spiritual warfare, I, I stopped having problems with what I thought was the devil. That's just that's me. That's me talking. Maybe you're not in that 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 way of thinking. That's fine. But whatever you think he is, Paul said, don't give him any place. That means you don't look at it. Now, he, he tells us some ways up leading up to verse 27, how we actually empower this world of visibility and circumstance. 
He said, therefore, put away lying. Why, why do people lie? Because they're afraid what other people are going to think about them or they, they think the circumstance that they're facing, they need to do something to manipulate it. He said, put away lying. Let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. He said, don't be angry and don't sin. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. All right, so he's, so put away lying, put away anger. Those, those things all strengthen this visible world. Then he, he says in verse 27, don't give place to the devil. Then he picks it back up in verse 28 and says, here's how we empower this, this visible world. Let him who steals, steal no more. Why do people steal? Because they have a perceived lack. They see somebody that's got more than they have and they want it, so they take it. They're, they're in a position where they can embezzle money out of the company. Nobody's ever going to know the difference. Why? Because they think they're not, they're, they're not seeing themselves, spirit, as a as a branch connected to an inexhaustible supply of the vine. So they steal. He said, don't do that. You're, you're creating this illusion. You're creating a life that you don't want to live. Then he goes on to say, uh, uh, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Don't, don't talk ugly. Don't, you know, he said, what you want to talk are things that are edifying. He said, don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God whereby you're sealed under the day of redemption. So he lists out about six things and then he tells you how to offset it. But I, I want you to see, okay, here's how we empower. Here's how we empower this world of visibility. Then he tells us how to kryptonite it, how to stop it, all right? how to move into that, 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 that place of, of spirit. Verse 32, verse 32, chapter four. He said, be kind to one another tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Then he goes right on into chapter 5, verse 1. Now, remember when Paul wrote a letter, he didn't have it in chapter and verses. It just was one letter. So he's, he tells us all, don't give place to the devil. He said, don't lie, don't steal. This is how you're empowering this thing. Uh, uh, you know, don't talk ugly. He goes through six, seven things. And then he says, here's how you stop it. Be kind to one another, forgiving. If you're kind to somebody, you're not going to rip them off. You know, if, if, if you're forgiving somebody, uh, you're, you're, you're not going to hold them to what maybe they've done visibly to you. You're, you're walking in a different dimension. You're, you're coming from a different place, a different consciousness. Then he goes on in, in verse 5, he says, be imitators of God as dear children. You, you, ain't, you ain't never going to give power no devil if you're imitating the Father. If you're living a life out of the source, the one source, which is the Father, and he says in verse 2, and walk in love, as Christ also loved us and gave himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God as a sweet-smelling savor. So he says, look, if you want to kryptonite this, this, this uh, illusionary world that you live in, it has gripped you so hard so that you're lying, you're stealing, you're cheating, you're talking ugly, stabbing people in the back. He said, you're trying to get ahead. You, you're moved by all this negativity. He said, I'm going to tell you how to do it. He said, you stop living by that. He said, those are things you see. Those, you, you're living a life out of knowledge. He said, I'm going to give you some truth. And so he tells us in that 32nd verse, as well as chapter 5, 1 and 2, he tells us truth that if we hear, we won't be giving the devil any place. So when you shift from listening with the ears to hearing with the spirit, the bottom line is you just move from illusion to reality. You just moved from what 
is up and down all the time, you've moved into something that is stable and real and does not change. You changed how your heart thinks. And when you change how your heart thinks, there will be a change in your life through your actions. And when your actions change, your circumstances are going to change. All right, let me hit something right here. This is kind of where I, where, where I wanted to go with this, really. Let me, let me hit something right here. How do you hear with your heart? Okay, you've, you've sold me. Don Keithley, you've sold me. I want to hear out of here. I, I'm tired of living out of, out of knowledge. Everything is upside down. My life's been not what I wanted it to be. How do, how do I start to hear out of here? What, what triggers the shift from listening to hearing, from illusion of appearance to reality and the power of the unseen? What shifts that? I'm glad you asked. Let's go, let, let, me, let me just scratch it a little bit today. And as we keep going into this unlimited series, we'll talk more about this. But let me, let me just help you a little bit this morning if I can. Joshua chapter 1. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and then Joshua. Joshua chapter 1. All right. Let me get back over here. This is, this is, this is going to help you right here. This is, this is where we kind of get down to make it practical, okay? We've, we've, we've talked a lot of good truth this morning. Now, let's see if we can get this down to make it practical. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Verse 8. This is, this is God speaking to Joshua. Remember, Moses died. Joshua's now in charge. They'd been to the land. They'd spied it out. Joshua and Caleb came back with a good report. Uh, all the other spies said, there's nothing we can do here. But God had said, the land is yours. They heard that. They heard it. They didn't listen to the report of the spies or, or the giants in the land. But Joshua is the leader now. So God says to him, verse 8, he said, the book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. The law is the word of God. And, and you know, I, this can be the word of God, but what I really want you to meditate on is the word he speaks to you. Not, he can make this word here. He can make the Bible speaking to you. I'm not saying he can't. So however he speaks to you, you hear him here, you need to meditate on it. He said, the word of God shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. That means that it's continuous. There's an ongoing meditation here. He said, and you, you should observe to do everything that is written or everything that he says to you, you need to observe it. You need to be careful. You need to make sure that you're fulfilling it to the max. And that's where, that's where being led by the Spirit will do that. It's not going to be your discipline that will, that will uh, observe and do it all. It's going to be the leading of the Spirit from within. So don't, don't try to make this happen. Your job's to, to ponder it, meditate it, chew it over like a cow does a cud. For then you'll make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong, be of good care, courage. Now don't listen to that with your ears. Hear it with your spirit. Be strong and of a good courage and be not afraid nor dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now don't just hear that. You need to listen to that. Now, what was Joshua doing here? <clears throat> what, was, what, was, what was God instructing Joshua to do? He was instructing Joshua to align his heart with what the father had told him. The father told him, look, you go into the land, the land is yours. Every place you sold your foot, touch that, that's your land. Be of good courage, be strong. I'm with you always. So Joshua is pondering, he's meditating to align himself with what he knows to be truth. 
and he's dispelling, he's washing himself out of what he has listened to from the other spies, which is we can't do it. What you see always wants to instill fear and intimidation. That's the way this world is set up, man. The circumstances are set up, so what you see always puts fear or intimidation. It always puts a case of I can't do's in you. It always puts a, a case of the what ifs. What if this doesn't work out? I'm, I'm gonna be out here holding the bag. Joshua's getting flushed out of all of that. What you hear is gonna create courageous, and what you hear is gonna create don't be afraid. So what Joshua was doing there, he was realigning himself. He was coming, just as you and I are coming, he was coming out of that dimension of what he could see, which was fluctuating all the time. And he was coming over here into this dimension of what he did not see, but what God had spoken to him. And the way that he heard it was to meditate it, was to ponder it. Now, you know how fear comes? Fear comes by hearing negativity. Faith comes by hearing what God says. You're gonna, you're gonna meditate on something. I, you're gonna ponder on something. I'll assure you of that. If your heart's filled with fear today, you know what you've pondered? You've pondered what you see. You've pondered circumstances. You've pondered that which is temporary and it automatically builds fear. It builds intimidation. So God says, look, we're gonna wash that out. Here's how we're gonna do it. We're gonna have you meditate in what I've told you. All right, David caught it. Come over to Psalm chapter one. Psalm chapter 1, and I want to read the first three verses of Psalm chapter 1. All right. Now, we spent a lot of time talking to you about the difference between hearing and listening, and I hope, hope you caught it. Now we're talking about how we develop that sensitivity. All right, here's what, here's what the psalmist said. He said, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. You know what the counsel of the ungodly is? It's always based on what you see. The ungodly are gonna tell you, man, you better sell or you better buy or you better move, you better stay. And it's all based on circumstance. That's the counsel of the ungodly. He said, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. The, 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 the ungodly, the sinner, and the scornful are all basing what they're saying on what they see, on what they've listened to. He said, but your delight is in, once again, the word of the Lord. And in his word does he meditate day and night. That sounds strangely uh, attuned to what Joshua was told to do. And in his word he meditates day and night. Now here's the result. He'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper. Look, this isn't just a concept. Trees represent people in scripture, always represent people. He's talking about a life here. He's talking about how to create the life you want. He's talking about creating a life. He says, here's how you do it. You take the word that God speaks to you. And he said, you meditate on it day and night. And he said, you'll be like a tree planted by water. Or you'll be like a life that has an, uh, uh, an inexhaustible supply of living water. And he said, you're going to grow fruit and your leaves won't wither. There's not going to come on you all the junk that comes on the rest of the world. And he said, and whatever you do will prosper. This is, this is truth that feeds in open ear of the spirit man. In Joshua 1, Psalm 1, he's giving us 
truth that we need to hear. Don't just listen to it. Don't just say, oh, that's a great concept. I like that. And now I'm going to try to do it. The truth is, you already possess everything that you need that you can meditate on that will create the life that you want. Do you remember 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3? It says that we have received everything that pertains to life and godliness. In Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3, it says that he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. So let's just look at this. You have everything that pertains to life and godliness. There's nothing that falls outside the bounds of life and godliness. That takes everything in. He says, he's already blessed you with that. You already have it. So that's the word of God to you. Now, when it looks like you don't have it, which one are you going to ponder? Are you going to ponder the lack, the negativity, the don't have? Or are you going to ponder and meditate on what he said you do have? When he said he's blessed you with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, if you've got the spiritual blessing, you can produce the natural blessing. Ponder these things. Hear them down here. Take them inside of you. Don't, don't just get the knowledge of them. Don't just come up to me one day and say, oh, I can quote, I can quote Joshua 1, 8, 9. I can quote Psalm chapter 1, the first three verses. I've got the, you got the, what that's saying is I have knowledge. Let it change your heart. Let it change your perspective. Let it change your paradigm, which in, in turn will change your world. Look, when you become the tree that's planted by the river of water and you're producing fruit, your leaves don't wither, everything you do prospers, do you, do you not think that changes your life? Do, 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 do you not think that maybe makes the life that you want? You've tried hard by knowledge to create. You've thought, if I could just get a little more knowledge, hear one more teaching, get the right teacher, I could get there. No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with what you do with truth, what you hear from within. You've encountered a lifetime of illusion. You've encountered a lifetime of deception. You've, you've, you've come through all kinds of appearances and negativity, and all those things were false. But man, we're highly developed in it. We're highly entrenched in it. You're coming out of those illusions. You're coming out of those deceptions. You're coming into now what you know to be truth. Because it, I mean, I mean, you're exploding inside. When I hear truth, it explodes within me. It changes me. It resonates. It draws me. I want more of it. It's like I tap into it and I say, pipe more to, a, to me of it. It awakens you to the Father's plan. See, the things I'm talking about this morning, you don't learn. You awaken to it. It drops into your spirit. Your eyes, your, your, the eyes of your understanding open to it. Are, are you with me? I think we have way, way underestimated our ability to create. We've way underestimated. What, what am I talking about? I'm talking about, let me take it back to Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8. He said, if you'll, if you'll meditate on what I tell you day and night, he said, you'll make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. You will make your way prosperous. You, not, not God. I mean, people pray, God, why, why, why am I not doing better? Why am I, I have no money in the bank. Why are things so hard? And God looks at you and says, I'm trying to figure out the same thing. I've given you the tool. I've put the tool in your bag. Why don't you take it out and use it? It's like a guy that needs a, a wrench and he's got wrenches in his tool bag, but he's trying to do the work of a wrench with a screwdriver. I don't care how hard you try with a screwdriver, it's not gonna take the nut off. You gotta get the right tool out. You, you, you can pray till heaven, you know, till Jesus comes for, for a wrench 
when you think all you got is a screwdriver, and but yet the boss says, hey, you got a bag full of wrenches. Why don't you get one out? It's a, it's a one half nut on there. Get your half inch wrench out and take the nut off yourself. You can do it. Don't pray for me to take the nut off. You've got the wrench. And he's saying, you have the wrench. You have the tool. You have the ability. He said, when you meditate, you make your way prosperous. You have good success. Said in Psalm chapter one and verse three, that whatever you do will prosper. I'm just telling you, I'm, 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 I'm giving you the tool this morning. The warfare, whatever you want to think is warfare. The warfare is this, that you encounter. Very simple. It's not hard to understand. The warfare is this. Do we buckle and submit to what we listen to, to what we see, to what we hear with our natural apparatus, to the circumstances of instability? Do we submit to those? Do we keep going the way we've gone? Or do we hear within? what the Father says, and do we begin to build and create a world, a life that is not shaken by circumstances, a life that's not shaken by visibility? It's your call, it's your choice. It's not up to God to do this. Are you a creator? You absolutely are a creator. He's given you all that you need to do to create a life that is strong, stable, successful, and prosperous, and he tells you exactly how to do it. But you're gonna have to get your gaze off the natural, not the spiritual. You're gonna to have to stop depending on knowledge and accumulating facts, and you're gonna to have to start tapping into truth. Storms of life come, storms of life come, but whether your house stands or falls depends on what you've created before the storm comes. When the storm's, when the storm's blowing, when the wind is howling, when the rains are dropping, man, it's too late to build the house. It's too late to go set the foundation. The Father is speaking. And we're hearing, and like a Joshua, we're bringing our heart into an alignment with what the Father says. And as we bring our heart into an alignment by meditating and thinking and pondering, look, you can take a half hour off your TV watching and meditate and ponder and think, what has God said? How is he working in my life? And think about it. You will make your way. I don't care where you're at today. I don't care what you're doing. This stuff will work in any nation, in any city, in any circumstance. If it doesn't, then he's a liar. And my father doesn't lie. My father sent his son Jesus to prototype what an abundant life would look like. And now he's making it available to you. He's unveiling it. He's showing you what it's all about. Amen. I think that's far enough for this morning. Wednesday, morning, Wednesday night, we'll pick it up. We'll, we'll go over some of this and maybe throw a little bit different light on it. But I hope that I've been able to speak clearly, concisely, and directly to your spirit this morning so that you're hearing, you're not just listening. God bless you. Thank you for being with me. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your financial support. Uh, this is still uh, the month of December, I think. We haven't hit the new year yet, I think, when you're looking at this. So if you still want a tax-deductible gift for this year, you can make sure that you get your contribution. And if you do it in 2021, we'll still get you the contribution for 2021. God bless you. Thank you for being with me. See you Wednesday night, next Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Central Time, right here at the Digital Cathedral.